You're now listening to J House Podcast Radio in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. What's up, people? What's up? Chilling, man. Welcome to J House Podcast Radio. How y'all doing, man? I'm doing fan-diblitastic. How you doing, man? Good, man. Busy day. Been a busy day. Yeah. Yes. But how y'all doing, though? What about you, Ev? How you doing? Pretty good. I got my glass of water, or as I like to call it, the tears of everyone who thought it was Mephisto. I've got it in this cup. Ah. Bitch, you're going to need a bigger cup. Look, real quick. Let me just iterate. Let me just make something very clear. I have nothing against fan theories because, I mean, some of those are really cool and some people create some really... My issue is, is whenever I read comments and people say stuff like, oh, I know for a fact because... In the comics, in this comic, and I'm like, bro, shut your fucking mouth. You have no idea what's about to happen. None of us do. You don't work for Marvel. You don't work for Disney. You don't know where the show's going. Especially a show like WandaVision. Nobody knew what was going on. There's a big difference there, I think. Yeah. The the MCU is, I think, what we can forget sometimes with our theories. Because even I thought it was Mephisto. But, like the fan theories like have to stay within reason. They have to understand that the MCU is based. It's not strip for strip, you know, event for event. It is based off all of the plus new ones that the creators have made. So like I mean, you know, maybe maybe for me like a little bit of my Spider Man bias got in there because I do love the one more day storyline. I love that whole concept of Spider-Man selling his future and kid relationship to Mephisto in order to save Aunt May's life. So, I mean, Wanda being able to tap into this, you know, deeper part of her powers, you know, in the beginning of this, and I was like, okay, maybe she made a deal. You know, I don't, I don't know. Who would she make a deal with? Mephisto. It was the only, it was the only logical theory that I could go with at the time. Yeah. I mean, look, I can understand why people would think that, but it's just so aggravating. People are like, I know for a fact. I know you don't know for a fact. Sit down. We're all just speculating. Yeah. Eric, what about you? Did we lose Eric? Matt? He's still here. Hmm. Well, he's until he joins back. <laughs> Wait, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, I hear you. Oh, there he is. Okay, my, oh yeah, there we go. No, okay, so what I was saying was, uh, like, with my theories, you know, I, I said a fuck, a fuck ton of them, don't get me wrong, as new information came along, I was 
do with more speculating. I mean, some of them came true, some of them came half true, and some of them just turned out to be a big old dick joke. So, I mean... <laughs> oh, God. So, I don't know. Like, the, the, the theory about, 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 about Agnes, that came completely fucking true because she just didn't... She just, she just rubbed me the wrong way. The theory about quick, so we I was right about Evan Peters being in the show, but there's one thing I was talking to Eric about, and that was um, Evan Peters is the gateway. He is right now the gateway because he is the first person to cross over between the universe and still somewhat keep his powers. Because think about it, he was he was Quicksilver in the X Men universe. He crossed over. He was a slower version of himself. Because we can all know that Evan Peters is super fucking fast in in the X-Men universe, but Quicksilver in the MCU, he fucking sucked. How many times did Hawkeye get the drop on him? (laughs) Hawkeye, the guy with no superpowers. Well, yeah, that's true and everything, but, like, the, the, the problem that I kind of – here's my thing is that, I mean, we have a lot to talk about with theories, and but, you know, I guess we can start with Evan Peters. But, I, I mean, just overall, guys, real quick, were you guys as disappointed with that as I was? Absolutely. With what, with what they did? Uh, yeah, I was disappointed. We were told we were getting, what, a Luke Skywalker cameo, and we got a dick joke, so. Yeah. And I want to clarify, because, I mean, I guess that's a great place to start is with the Elizabeth Olsen comment, because I've been spending a lot of my time, what free time I do have, what with being in theater. I mean, Eric, this theater at the University of Mobile is brutal, dog. Like, it's brutal. It's these five-hour play rehearsals. It's every day. It is rigorous. Hey, but hey, they still have a really good theater program, so you can't go wrong with that. Oh, no, it's amazing. Yeah. But, you know, in, in the free time that I have had, I've spent some of it uh, arguing with the, a lot of MCU fans. And I, I got to say, this really aggravates me because I'm somebody who I, I don't take it personally if somebody doesn't like a movie that I do. I mean, Eric knows within two seconds what my all-time favorite superhero movie is, The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, but if somebody tells me I don't like The Dark Knight because X, Y, and Z, even if I think it's stupid reasons, I'm not going to tell them, oh, you know, just you just don't get it or, or whatever, because I just think that's incredibly condescending or it's their fault they didn't like it. And I'm like, no, if they didn't like it, they just didn't like it. And I said all that to say this. There's a lot of fans in the MCU who are all just like, Oh, people are just mad that the show didn't turn out the way they wanted to. Normally, I would be on that fence. I'd be on that side. But here's the problem. We had a reason to get our hopes up about this show. Mm -hmm. When the the show started out, I think everybody had low expectations because we had no idea what this show was. We had no idea the purpose it would serve or even what the premise of it was. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't until Elizabeth Olsen said that this show has a cameo coming that will rival that of Luke Skywalker in the Mandalorian. 
for anybody who hasn't seen that yet, I'm sorry I spoiled it, but that cameo, in my opinion, is the most epic cameo I've ever seen. I mean, it was, it was glorious. It was, mm-hmm. it was like five minutes of my jaw on the floor. So, yeah, that's gonna get people's expectations up really, really high to say something like that. And yeah. not only did the show not deliver with a cameo of a lesser character, I didn't see a cameo at all. Mm-hmm. Like, what was it? Like, even if it, because, you know, I, I kept hearing that this show would tie directly into Doctor Strange. Even if it would have been him at the very end, I would have been like, well, that's not Luke Skywalker level. But I would have been a lot happier with that than what we got. Because when you say something like Luke Skywalker, I'm thinking, oh, damn, Wolverine or Professor X or Magneto. Or you're going to find a way to bring Iron Man back. Or Reed Richards. Reed Richards. Yeah, at the very least, Reed Richards. Like, that's where... At the very least, that was like like the pinnacle of what we were going for. Yeah. I mean, there were so many different names that came to mind. Because we're all thinking, you know, who in the MCU would have that Luke Skywalker-level impact? Um, So, me, personally, I think everybody is within their right to feel disappointed, uh, to feel let down. That doesn't mean WandaVision was a bad show. I, for one, thought it was a superb show, uh, even with the ending. I thought the show... I didn't even think it ended badly. And honestly, had Elizabeth Olsen not said what she said, I would be sitting here with nothing to complain about. That is true. And 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 the thing about that is that I agree with that because if, like WandaVision, my expectations for WandaVisions were were simply minimal. It was just to explore the trauma, you know, show us how Wanda's doing in a mental state post Infinity War and Endgame explore that depth and how she feels okay so they they check that box and then they went a little further beyond that they're like okay she's made this dream world she's you know it's a house of m inspired kind of deal and i'm like okay i can rock with that so they checked every single box you know that there was you know even with episode eight which i think was the best episode of the season and um you know but then you get to episode nine and it's like, OK, so you you've established your main point of the show, which is to show Wanda's grief and how what happened. And then, you know, you say, OK, we're about to bring something big into it, you know. So, OK, now you got us hooked. We're like, let's let's speculate. We got Reed Richards, one of the X-Men, Wolverine, Magneto, any of them. You know what I'm saying? You gave us Evan Peters Quicksilver, but turned him into a dick joke. So, I mean. You know, and so that I think I think for the most part, I loved WandaVision through and through. It's one of the most unique uh, superhero shows ever made. And it was something that was brand new and fresh and they did great with it. And the only thing for me that that just let down was like Evan said, that cameo at the, uh, you know, that supposed cameo, which turned out to be the scrolls from Captain Marvel talking to Monica Rambo saying, Hey, we need you to come up. You know, she wants to talk to you, meaning Captain Marvel. And I'm like, okay, that would have been fine. But Captain Marvel's not here. Like (laughs) we saw, 
nothing. And so, and so, like, you know, I just, it is what, this is the first MC, MCU project outside of Thor Ragnarok, personally, for me, my opinion, that did not deliver. That was disappointing for me. Yeah. And so, from a, from a, from a, from that cameo standpoint, the rest of the show, freaking awesome. Well, it's still one of my top five. And but. here's what's even crazier than that, Eric. You know, because, you know, we talk about, you know, Evan Peters, and she had, <laughs> she had made that comment right before that episode. And so when Evan Peters' Quicksilver showed up, now, I, my thought process was, okay, that scene in and of itself is not even remotely as epic as Luke Skywalker showing up and just putting the hurting on everybody. However... The, mm-hmm. the implications of what we all thought that meant, you know, the X-Men coming to the MCU, that yeah. is rem- that's epic. That is huge. Like, the X-Men coming to the MCU, that's going to be the biggest thing since sliced bread. It really, I mean, it's going to be incredible. But then they took that, and, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get on <laughs> Not quite, but I'm getting Last Jedi vibes with the, oh, wait, there's more. Oh, my God. Not that level rant. Please don't. Because, you know, it's not, because, you know, like, not only did they do nothing to advance him being there, I mean, they did all of that to make a boner joke. That is true. Yeah. And I'm like. But what I was thinking was his purpose sure was stupid. Like it was his his character was stupid, you know. Ralph Boner, what the fuck? Of all the names that you could have chose, Ralph Boner is what they went for. Uh but I believe the whole thing is he just serves as a purpose to be to show exactly that we're starting to touch into the multiverse, because apparently this is speculation. Well, I don't know if it's confirmed or not. The last I checked, it was still speculation. We're supposed to be getting the, the, the multiverse in Doctor Strange. It's supposed to come out later this year. And then we still have the Spider-Man movie, which is, you know, the No Way Home, uh, which apparently is not supposed to have the other two Spider-Man. But they have lied to us before, so I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. They are in it. Disney's not going to want you to know that. Yet. Exactly. So they've lied to us before about stuff. So, yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm, so I'm not going to be over here like. <laughs> they have to be in there because I don't think. Uh, I, I think that they're going to be in there, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. But I believe they're in there. Just I believe that. Oh, you're saying? No, I was saying if they're just going to be in there to make dick jokes, then. Uh... Don't bother. No, no. I believe I, I believe I believe we're actually starting to get into the because Doctor Strange, his storylines have always been extremely dark, and Spider Man has his fair share of dark storylines. Considering the fact he has died like three times, canonically, of course, yeah. like not even in like an alternate, like he's fucking died three times, and. Yeah. Of course, one time his daughter took over. Another time it was some other girl took over. And then another time Miles Morales. So we had Spider-Woman, Spider-Girl, and we had 
Miles Morales Spider Man. Yeah. So I believe we're starting to get. I believe we're going to probably get into the darker line of things because we've already had it to where Wanda has enslaved an entire fucking town and taken over their mind. She had to watch her children die. The people that she created, that she grew attached to, she had to watch them die. And she had to watch her husband die. Again. Again. Um, But here's the thing. Her power, she has the power of chaos, also known as the, the power of creation. Because, you know, like, you know, they say matter can't be created or destroyed. And so if you can make something that's not there, it causes chaos, which is the whole reason her powers is called chaos, because she has the powers of creation. She, I believe what this is, what this was meant to standpoint is to show how much stronger everyone's getting after Endgame. So, you know, we had, we had the big three, which we saw fight Thanos in Endgame. We had Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America. And we also have that go. Two of them are dead, and one of them is gone. So, the big three is basically gone. So, we're going to need stronger people to take over. And I believe Thor disappeared. He said he's he's leaving. Remember? Because he told Valkyrie that he was going to let her be the leader of Asgard. He was just going to go. He's going to be out there with uh, with uh, Jane Foster as she takes over to be the Hulk and he's hanging with the I mean not to be the new Thor and uh, he's with the Guardians of the Galaxy now so but we'll see that in Thor Love and Thunder which is you can call it Thor Ragnarok 2 possibly. I don't know we we, just we, 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 we saw I believe the Thor Ragnarok was just to serve as a purpose before everything fucking hit the fan because don't forget Thor has gone through some shit recently he still blames himself for what happened. That's the whole. His depression just does. Your his depression just doesn't go away. Yeah. He he still he still feels like shit for it, and he watched his brother die. The brother that came back to save him, the brother that sacrificed the space stone to protect his to protect Thor. He had to watch him die. So we so Thor isn't the same person he was in Ragnarok. He's not as cocky. He, he, he still because don't forget he he also almost died again in Endgame. If it wasn't for 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 Cap picking up Mjolnir, fucking Thor would have died. Yeah, Thanos yeah, was running. Personally, I didn't give two shits about Thor until Infinity War came out. Like Thor and Thor: Dark World, I thought both of those movies were like okay at best, but. And I guess it's just because I've never really been that interested in Thor as a character. But damn, dude, his entrance into that fight on Wakanda, I, I changed the way I looked at him. Like that one scene. Because like, Thor is strong. He's, he's, that's the whole reason he is in the big three. It's because Tony's really smart, so he's always advancing. Captain America has a heart of gold and is always fucking striving to be stronger. And Thor is just a fucking god. Yeah. Dude is this dude is strong. So he's always been up there in the big three, and you actually got to see him use his powers in in uh he he got his full strength in Ragnarok whenever he stopped limiting himself with the hammer. And then you got to actually see him use that strength with, you know, the axe in uh 
in Infinity War and Endgame. Um, but what I was saying is, so I believe what's happening is we're getting a new set of the big three, and the big three, or I guess it's probably going to be the big four now. Because, so you have, uh, you have Wanda. We all know she's going to be there because she's the strongest. You're going to have Spider-Man because he's steadily getting stronger. So we're going to have him, we're going to have Wanda, and we're going to have to have Doctor Strange. And then I believe there is going to be our duo of Bucky and the Falcon. I'm excited for that show. Yeah, that show, I believe that's what's happening. Is I also think Loki is going to play a part in Phase 4 because he also has his show coming out. And so we're going to see, we've already seen how Wanda is reacting after the end of Endgame. And come March 19th, we're going to be seeing how um, how Falcon and Bucky are reacting at the end of Endgame. And then Loki, him getting transferred through multiverses is going to be what's happening in, in his show. So, because I think, I think he is, I think he fucked up the timeline by disappearing. Or they fucked up the timeline, and he has to fix it. Avengers 1 Loki. Yeah, so we st- got away. So he's still, and that's who that we're following. Yeah, so he's still evil Loki. We don't have you know his character arc that he had in the Dark World yeah. and Ragnarok. So to him, his mother's still alive. To him, he never died. Mm-hmm. To him, he never met his sister, yeah. and Odin is still alive. So, well, I think he's probably going to be getting transferred through multiverses in his show. So we're going to be seeing how all three of them are reacting. Yeah. And then, of course, in Doctor Strange, we're going to see that. And we've already seen how Spider-Man is handling. Like, we're, 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 we all see how Spider-Man handling it. He's handling it like shit. And now his identity is... is uh, now his identity is, you know... Yeah. So we, yeah. we, we don't exactly... So him... Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Doctor Strange, and Wanda are going to be the four are going to be the four strongest or five strongest. The only reason I'm saying four is because Falcon on his own is pretty weak. Winter Soldier on his own, I guess, is strong, but together they're going to fucking clap ass harder than anything I've ever seen. Right. And so I believe this is exactly what it's, everybody's saying. Oh, we're disappointed in this. We're disappointed in this. We wouldn't have been disappointed if we hadn't been promised a cameo as large as Luke Skywalker. And if yeah. you know they hadn't made a dick joke out of Quicksilver, if they wouldn't have done those two things, no one would well, be like no one be complaining because it was great. Because we've already seen that 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 it is. So Wanda has her children. Vision is in her consciousness. Spectral Vision has his memories back, meaning she can put Vision's consciousness in Spectral Vision's body, which is technically Vision's body. And so we she can put his conscience back and he'll be back, but he has his memories. So he'll have the memories of Westview and he'll have the memories of, uh, and he'll have the memories of the past. So, but all she has to do is put his conscience, because she has his consciousness with him. That's one thing she was telling him at the end is that I have your, your consciences in my chest. And as we saw by the, uh, by the end, by the end credit scene, in a in WandaVision, she is pulling a Doctor Strange, and she is doing the astral plane shit, and she's reading the book. And at the end, we hear her son yell, "Mom!" And of course, she slams the book closed, and she fucking flies off, meaning that her kids are still very much alive. 
Right, right. Evan, you you had something to say? Well, yeah, just kind of like keeping it back on, you know, on like the overall show, just WandaVision in general, Eric. I just wanted to get your thoughts, you know, like just asking it simply this way on a scale of one to ten, one being absolutely abysmal. I wouldn't recommend it to my worst enemy. Ten being this is the greatest thing that my eyes have ever seen on a screen. Where would you, well, I'll just make it one out of five. That sounds easier. One being worst thing you've ever seen would recommend as worst enemy, five being best. Where would you rank WandaVision as a whole? It's a five. It's a five to me. With um, and with And with what Matt just said, I totally agree with him. With all of that, and what is potentially what the doors they potentially opened in the multiverse and Wanda exploring these new deeper powers, the uh, spectral vision, getting memories back, all that. And the emotional weight that, that, that she had to deal with from, you know, exploring Sokovia, what happened then waiting on Stark's bomb to kill them. She stopped it. Um, just all that, bro. Exploring all that and fleshing all that. So five. It's a five. Am I am I still kind of, you know, upset about the 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 dick joke? Yeah, but then again, Feige said it was going to be a few years before the X Men got here, so I'm not I'm not I'm not too mad about that. The big tease, you know, um, you know Elizabeth, you know, I don't know what she meant by that, but I mean, it is what it is, and it I was still, you know, I'm still excited at the prospect of Monica Rambo. Uh, you know, joining Captain Marvel and, you know, becoming, you know, another major part in the MCU. So, I mean, I'm, this is still a five for me. There's, there's not anything I can take away from it simply because of the fact it's the first Marvel TV series that's been done like this. So I, I can't really take anything away from it. It's still a five. I'm going to give me. it a 3.8. I'm going to give it a 3.8. Now, granted, I remember I said one is abysmal. When I do one through five, this is I think it's important to say my rating system. One is worst thing I've ever seen my entire life. So this would be Suicide Squad. This would be Goddamn. This this would be Batman and Robin. This would be Green Lantern, the second Ghost Rider. That's Hey, two. hey, whoa, that was a good movie. That movie sucked ass. Um then the uh Two would be still pretty bad, so like Batman Forever, but I might be able to find one or two things good to say about it. Three is average, four is really good, and then five is just greatest thing I've ever seen. So judging by that metric, I've got WandaVision at a 3.8, so I've got it well above average. I consider it a good show. I'm iffy on if i'll call it a really good show because me personally this is not a show that i see myself re-binging i just don't um and then the 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 tease with evan peters to be dwindled down to what it was for me yeah i, I kind of can hold that against them because they knew exactly what they were doing you know it's not like they were ignorant and thought do you think people are going to think this? No, there's no way people... They knew what they were doing with that tease, bringing him back. They knew exactly what people would think. That's why they had that episode set up the way it did. 
for the big reveal of, oh, shit, look, it's Evan Peters Quicksilver. And then, nah, it's not really even Evan Peters Quicksilver. It's just some random guy named Ralph Boner. Like, that's, to me, I, I can dock points for that. Um, that was such a stupid fucking joke. That's some dick in a booty ball. Hey, Shut the, the fuck up. Oh, my God. I mean, but, I mean, I feel for me that that's totally fair to, to deduct points for that. Um, the the positives of, yeah. the, I mean, and then when it comes to, I, I'm a firm believer that a TV series is only as good as its villain. And Agatha, yes, she was a decent villain, but my issue with Agatha is that she just did not have a lot of time as a villain. Like, she wasn't even... Mm-hmm. She wasn't even revealed to be the villain until, like, what was it, the very end of, like, the seventh episode? Yeah, and she had such a... I don't know, okay, actually, the, her, her theme song was a little bit of a bop, but I mean... Yeah, okay. I mean, it, <laughs> but to me, she just was not one of those characters that just jump off the screen at me like, whoa, this is like an all-time great villain. You know, when I, when I look at the all-time great Marvel villains, I think... Killmonger, I think Thanos, I think, uh, you know, Dr. Octopus, I think uh, there's so many different portrayals that I think when I think, you know, in terms of Marvel live action villains and like the all time great category. And for me, Agatha, just she didn't make that cut. Um, so for me, there was really there was nothing really terrible about the show. But there was also nothing that I saw in it, Eric, that just made me go like, oh, my God, wow, this is amazing. I'm freaking out. It's the best thing I've ever watched. You know what I mean? Like, I really don't see what the wow factor was in this show. Yeah, I agree. Like, I believe this is the first time in a while that that all three of us are almost in an agreement that we just feel disappointed by the ending of it. Yeah. but what I'm excited, I, I know that I, what I'm excited about with the show is what it what what it means, what what the show is is showing to us. Um, we're, we we know we know that the multiverse is there, and we've already know that they bought Fox, so we know the X Men are here. Of course, we got a dick joke, but if you look on the bright side, we got Evan Peters. One of like right. one of my all. He is my favorite. Like he is my fa- second favorite uh, X Men ever to be shown on screen. Because my all time favorite is you know I'm kind of you know biased with this because it's 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 Wolverine. Of course it's fucking Wolverine. Of course. Because Hugh Jackman is just amazing. He yeah. played him perfectly, and so Evan Peters is my favorite. And so I even told Eric this that I that I, that I felt a little off about him because he wasn't as fast. As he was in, he wasn't as fast as he was in, uh, fucking X Men. Because think about it, he was he was moving fast. He was moving close to the speed of light. To a lot of shit he was doing. Because think about it, uh, we all know the Sweet Dreams scene sequence where he saves everybody in, uh, in in fucking Xavier School for Gifted. And so we know that. He's fucking fast at everything he does. He was able to play a game of darts. He messed up some kid's hair. He checked in every stall in the bathroom. 
he was able to give a weird grimace when it came down to the people kissing. He was like, Ugh, gross. Because it was kind of fucking gross. Yeah. Like, he is fast at everything he does. Yeah. And in and in the uh, in WandaVision, he was just slow. He was slower compared to... He was the same speed as our Quicksilver in MCU, who was admittedly shot to death. Let's take that into yeah. consideration. Evan Peters Quicksilver moves bullets and has plenty of time to give cops wedgies, make them punch themselves in the face, taste some soup. What did Quicksilver have? He had enough time to what? Move a car? No, no. He, the way of a train. he had enough time. The train was still moving. Like the train, like it was, here's the thing. He got shot to death. He jumped in front of Hawkeye. He put a car in front of Hawkeye. Mm, he he jumped in front of Hawkeye. I'm saying that our the Quicksilver in MCU is a lot slower than the one in the X Men. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's it, 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 it's yeah, it's no, it's really no, easy yeah, to tell true. because even in he was running at full speed and sat there and got shot in the shoulder, got grazed by a bullet in the shoulder. Like, what? Yeah, that was that was pretty sad. That was so he's not as fast as as Evan Peters, and it shows. And so whenever, so when it comes down to it, that's what tipped me off that he wasn't he wasn't exactly who he seemed because I was like, damn, this fucker kind of slow. Yeah. Well, I don't think, and even from a production standpoint, Disney does have the rights to all the X-Men, so they they own that. But, like, were they really going to spend that much time? And I mean, they could. They could have. They could have spent that time uh, bringing that kind of, you know, because I know Fox blew, blew the budget out for those scenes, for those Quicksilver scenes. You know they know really what I'm saying? did. So, and like, it was worth it. Yeah, and they were terrific. They, they they were awesome. But I'm like, maybe Disney could have done that. But I don't know. Maybe maybe the, it just wasn't the the space and time in which to uh, <clears throat> in which to do that. Because I do know for I, I do know this for a fact as it pertains to the X Men. When the X Men enter into the MCU, it can't be Wolverine centric MCU. I mean, uh, Wolverine centric X Men. It has to be a balance you know they're obviously going to be going for more based from the comics you know and that's not to say Wolverine wasn't a leader in the comics because he was but in the comics as well there was also this balance and focus of story on Cyclops, Storm, Gene, all the rest of the X-Men too and then Wolverine as well Wolverine just happened to be the only one who was I mean yeah he was most popular and then got you know his own series and things of that nature but as it pertains to Fox and the movies, Fox just made it, you know, we're going to focus strictly on Wolverine. This is a Wolverine-centric and then everybody else. So with the MCU, they have a great opportunity to do a balanced-centric, uh, all-character-centric uh, X-Men team. You know, Cyclops, Development. Storm developing all of it. They have a chance to really. Well, I mean, we to, were you know, we were getting that development with the with the with the the, the prequel part of the X Men. 
because we got we got we got we, we got Cyclops, we got him growing as a character. Uh, we got to see Jean Grey like not be able to control her powers for a good bit of it. Uh, we got to see we got to see just we got to see a selfish Professor X. That is my favorite yeah. part of Fox's X Men was a selfish Professor. Every time we see Professor X, he's always like, "Oh yes, I know. Um, you'll you'll be able to control your power shortly and legitimately." In days of future past, whenever whenever when Logan asked for his help, the greatest line in, ever in that movie was just, "I'll tell you exactly what you told me." What was it? Oh yeah, fuck off! And just he was angry, and he was selfish, and it was just, yeah. "Yes, I love this." Yeah, that was a good. That was a good Professor X. I can't lie. Like the guy, the guy they cast to, as Professor X, as a young Professor X, they cast brilliantly because that man is an amazing actor. Yeah, I love James McAvoy. Like he literally is the perfect. He he's just great. Because think about it, he was even, even in um even in Split, he was it was great. He's just, he's he's a great actor, and I believe that I like if if they redo X Men and they don't have James McAvoy. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it because I just I like I love James McAvoy as a as a young Professor X. He just it, he it just works, and so I want to see what direction they take with our X Men because originally when Fox did X Men, of course, you know we did get a very very Wolverine centric X Men. Because think about it, it hey, literally whoa, started whoa, whoa, with Rogue. Hold up on if any of this is spoilers because I'm just now getting into the X Men movies because my. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. We can't talk about it. Oh no, don't worry. It's not spoilers. I'm just saying it's a very centric. Yeah. Well, because it was whenever it came down to it, it was more or less them telling the story of Wolverine, and the X Men just happened to be there. Well, I mean, I've kind of gotten that vibe too, but I mean, I will say this though, Eric. Um, there's me personally. I don't think it would be the end of the world if they made a a Wolverine centric thing with the mcu especially if it's if it's hugh jackman because uh i think hugh jackman i think he's up there with the the robert downey juniors and the and the christian bales of being a superhero in a remarkably successful franchise um and i think we're at a point now where like it'd be hard for people to like kind of see anybody else play wolverine because i mean good god the man's been it since the 19 like what when did the first x-men movie come out 1999 yeah it was like 1999 that's how long that man's been wolverine so it's going to be hard to see anybody else play him uh and and then you know talk about it being too wolverine centric i mean maybe there is some validity to that um because once once you finish you'll see it i, I will say that you know one thing the Avengers has done remarkably well is the way that they'll have movies centered around one character, but then the next movie will focus on another. Like in a, uh, Avengers Infinity War, that movie was basically all about Thor, the Guardians, um, and Iron Man. That was mostly them. And then in Endgame, it focused a lot more on everybody that didn't get any screen time in Infinity War. 
So, and and I thought that was a, you know, you, you can just chalk that up to a, a, a laundry list of reasons why Infinity War and Endgame impressed me the way they did. Um, it, it's a long fucking list. But, you know, in, in terms of the X-Men yeah. being introduced to the MCU, um, look, my whole thing is, I, I at, at this point, I view Kevin Feige running the MCU the same way I view Nick Saban running Alabama football. Whatever they say is going to happen and they're going to run and do it this way, I got no objections to it because clearly they know what they're doing. Like they're- Sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. Well, I mean, like, you know, everybody, there, there were a bunch of Bama fans, Eric, at the start of the season freaking out like, why is it Mac Jones starting instead of Bryce Young? Because Bryce is clearly so much better because people know more than Saban. Well, Mac Jones just won a national championship undefeated. Hmm. So, man knows what he's talking about. And in the case of Kevin Feige and the directors of Marvel, I mean, yeah, WandaVision, you know, it had disappointing elements to it. But, I mean, dude, they don't let me down that often. They really don't. Like, they... This is the first time I've ever watched a Marvel project, the first time, and I just felt disappointed. Uh, other MCU films that I didn't care for, the reason they didn't disappoint me is I had no expectation going into it. Like, watching the Ant-Man movies, I didn't really care for them, but, you know, I, I can't say I was disappointed because I didn't really have much of an expectation going into it, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Um, but, you know, when it comes to Kevin mm-hmm. Feige and all these brilliant directors that they've got working at Marvel or, or you know, working on these films, man, I, I just trust them to continue working their magic. I really do. Like, they have, they have built up such a cred with me that, you know, I, I don't, because I think I told you this, Eric, I don't see the MCU getting derailed off of one bad project. Now, if it got to the point where they released like maybe two, three, or even four flops in a row, okay, now we, you know, people might lose interest. But, um, but yeah, I mean, thus far, I don't see any reason to, to, to see it getting derailed. And, you know, I trust Kevin Feige and I trust Disney and I trust everybody over there in that studio they're all brilliant um so i mean me personally i'm excited as hell for you know whatever's coming next with uh with the next phase of the mcu yeah we're pretty sure we all are because we 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 know that kevin feige knows what he's doing because he has he has been releasing nothing but bangers and I, I will admit, yeah, I felt a little disappointed just because if, if 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 they hadn't made a dig joke out of Quicksilver, and if uh, and if Elizabeth Olsen wasn't like, oh, we we have something to rival Luke Skywalker. If if I hadn't if we hadn't had that, I wouldn't have been as disappointed as I was leaving. But. Like, as we all know, I have never woken up early just to be able to watch WandaVision. Like, it's always taken me a few days to watch it because I work. I usually end up working a lot whenever it's the days that come out. I usually work open to close. But I legit woke up to watch the final episode because I was so fucking excited for Spectral Vision. 
Like whenever they showed him at the end of the episode, I was so at the end of episode eight, I was so fucking excited. Like without a doubt, I, I, I set an alarm for eight a.m. and I woke up and I, I sat up and I watched it. And I, I love to be honest. I wish they had given you know. I wish the you know they only have so much time with fifty minutes. It's not like a like a movie where they have like you know two three hours. Um, so it, of course, you know, the fight wasn't as good as I wanted, but I mean, Hey, we have, we have a spectral vision with vision memories. So he's still out there trying to piece together everything that happens. And we have, and Wanda has visions consciousness that, or at least the consciousness and the memories from, from Westview. So she just puts them together, you know, boom, she has vision back. Of course, he's going to, he's going to be a little, he's going to be a little ashy, but you know, you realize she, but I mean, hey, you know, she has her husband back. But what I want to see is I want to see how she's going to get yeah. her kids back because we know they exist because her son called out to her because we know her son has a little bit of omnipotence. His, his that's that's his ability is is slight omnipotence. So you know he can he can he can see shit that's going on. That's always he's able to tell his mom, hey, dad's dying, do something, and he's able to see traces of energy the same way that Rambo's, that Monica Rambo is able to. And of course we know now we have Monica training under Captain Marvel, so eventually she can take over the mantle of Captain Marvel. Because unlike everybody else, Captain Marvel is human, she does age. And so so she were so of course she's going to have to have somebody take over her mantle, and Monica Rambo in the comics is the one that takes over. And now she has her powers and this and that. So, you know, we're, she just needs to be trained on how to use them. So we, we, so we can actually see, so we, we got good stuff from the show. The show was really good. It just left us disappointed from two oh, yeah. aspects. And it's like, and, well, it's like and, I said, you know, I didn't say it was bad. Yeah. I just said that, you know, overall, I didn't think the show really possessed a wow factor. And there's the whole thing about the whole Quicksilver being a dick joke. That's uh yeah. That 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 was really fucking stupid, um, in my opinion. So. Yeah. But we we like, I believe that we should be getting. I believe we should be getting some good stuff because of what this show has showed us. So I think that's the reason she's gonna team. I think the whole reason that's the whole reason she's gonna team up with with Doctor Strange is to is to be able to find her kids and get Vision back because we have Vision back but we don't have his consciousness back and that's really what that's really what makes Vision Vision yeah. so you can have the body of Vision you can have his memories but he's that, that he's still not going to act like him so we, we have to that's what that's what that's what we got from it and I believe that's the whole reason she's going to be working with um, also, whole reason she's going to be working with Doctor Strange, and we all know that Doctor Strange does work with Peter Parker a lot. And he actually does trust him because in one iteration of the comics, uh, I believe Mephisto actually ends up kidnapping Doctor Strange, and so Doctor Strange actually lends his powers to uh, Peter, and Peter's able to go save him. And this isn't this, this, this isn't uh, Peter Parker as in like thirty year old Peter Parker war war hero like it's like 
21-year-old Peter Parker child. So we actually we so we know that he works closely with him. So I think I think these next three or these next few installments are going to be basically um, cementing the relationship between Wanda because Wanda is more powerful than Doctor Strange, and that's even what Agnes confirmed whenever she said her powers are even stronger, are rival and are rival and are stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme. And as we know, the Sorcerer Supreme is uh, is Doctor Strange, kind of by default, but kind of not by default because everyone else is dead. Um, so. We have plenty of stuff to speculate. We have plenty of stuff to that we gather from this, and we still have uh, Winter Soldier and the Falcon coming out uh, March nineteenth. We still have um, we still have the new Spider Man coming out later this year, and we still have Doctor Strange. I don't know if Doctor Strange is going to come out before Spider Man or after Spider Man, but we still have the new Spider Man movie coming out later this year. I'm excited for a new Doctor Strange movie. That dude is far and away my favorite hero in Marvel. I freaking love. Him. He is. I freaking love him. Just because, like, he's the one hero who had to earn his powers. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, he's not the only one. Because uh, don't forget, Thor had to earn his powers back, which well, I know no, is not the same I, thing. What I but mean, he had Thor has always been a god. Like, Doctor Strange is a guy who was just a regular human being and a piece of shit at that. But then, you he know, was. he goes through that traumatic experience. He finds out someone can help him, you know, fix his hand. And then, you know, he goes through this whole incredible character arc. And, uh, I mean, that movie was so trippy, though. Good God. There were. Yeah, that, that character arc is what made me fall in love with him just because he goes from somebody. He went after. Uh, he went after her just because of the fact that he wanted to be able to fix his hands. But in all actuality, he ended up finding something greater than, than what he was. He found who he was supposed to be, which is what he was looking for the entire time. Or that's what he thought he had found until, you know, boom, he made it to where he had, he, he became Sorcerer Supreme. And of course, he has lost people along the way. He did lose his mentor. Watching her die was actually pretty heartbreaking to me. I could actually, it was really sad. Because like you were like, oh, well, you know, she used the darkness. And it's like, well, she used the darkness to, to help save people. So it is sometimes doing a little bit of bad is good, but it makes you question things. And so I was like, oh, okay. But then when she died, it was just really sad because he was like, I can save you. And she's like, no, don't. And it was just like, damn. Yeah, I'm about to do a complete 180 on the conversation because I got a question I've been wanting to ask Eric. Oh, we're well, cut, we got, we're we got two. We got, we got five more minutes. So, what you got? What you got? Uh, just about All to, right. but no, I want to hear the question. I, now Eric, you got me interested. Now. <laughs> we are 10 days away. I don't even have to say what we're 10 days from. You know what I'm I'm talking about, so I just gotta know. You're 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 ten days away. Please tell me how you're feeling, man. I'm man. I'm feeling good, bro. Like 
it's been it's been crazy. The Twitter hype has been crazy, trending every day with the new character teasers: Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, whole bunch of new unreleased footage. You know, what I'm saying that we're seeing. This is this this is what we've been waiting for. And, and I'm going to say something this that I know will make Eric happy. Somebody shared a video. I'm going to be honest. I haven't really been watching any of the the character videos or everything. My whole thing has just kind of been like, I don't want to, to like spoil a lot of stuff. But somebody shared something on Facebook. It was like some yeah. dark side talking. Yeah, the Twitch. Which, uh, yeah, the Twitch lie. video that was released today. Yeah. When I first saw the picture of Darks or, or Uxus, or when I first saw that picture of him with like no armor on and, the, and that CGI, I was kind of like, what the fuck is this? But what I saw in the yeah. trailer I watched today, that's Dark Side. That's. That's the dark mm-hmm. side that I know and love. That's the dark side in the comics. And that's the dark side that I would like to see throw hands with Superman. But I know I'm not getting it in this film. Um, and, 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 and hey, I, I want you to be, hey, still, like I said, though, I want you to be encouraged because... Um, be careful, of course, on social media because of the, I'm about I'm logging off all the way, probably next week, like before the 15th, so I can and I'm not getting after back we on watch the, like after we watch the movie. The, yeah, but be encouraged because at the Dallas uh, downtown Dallas, they have the Zack Snyder's Justice League exhibit and showing all the art pieces and the world of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And he posts the storyboards for Justice League 2 and 3 on there. So everybody's reading them. Dude, this is, this is effing awesome. Like, if, if we could get two more JL movies greenlit. So just I'll just stay encouraged. It might be it's a possibility. I'm not, well, I'm not saying get your hopes up and everything, but I'm just, you know, it's... It, it's a Here's lot of, why it's I'm a lot pessimistic. to be optimistic Here's about. Here's why I'm pessimistic about it. Um, and I don't like being pessimistic, but I, I think the odds of this film getting a sequel are slim to none, and there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, given that this movie's on a streaming platform and it's not going to be in theaters, Warner Brothers is not, there's just no way they're going to see the dollar signs to make a sequel like because this i think uh hbo max has like 40 million streamers total something like that at the time because it's not fully out everywhere um so i don't know i'm pessimistic about them seeing the numbers they want to see because i mean you've got to make a a shit ton of money if you're going to make a sequel i mean i'm sorry you just have to um and then the second reason being and this is just speculation, and I could be dead wrong on this. I don't know that Zack Snyder would even want to go back to Warner Brothers and do a sequel. Um, and let me say, if that is his decision, I uh, I won't hold that against him. I I, w- I, I don't think I would blame yeah. him That's- if he... Uh, yeah, um, I think it. If he chose not to come see, back. and 
you know that that's how come i'm struggling with this film is because it for me it's like a damned if i do damned if i don't if i like the film or not if i don't like the film well then it's like okay so there was never this was never going to be successful to begin with because this isn't that good either and people weren't going to like this but if i do like it and there's a lot of other people that like it well now it's like great you know we got the first season of something that we're never more than likely not going to get the second part to you know it's like i I made this analogy to eric one time matt i said it's kind of like if there was a tv show that had five seasons and i showed you season one and you really love season one and then i said yeah but that's all you're ever going to get to watch to watch seasons two three four and five you know you don't get to see that Well, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna give this steady prediction. I don't do predictions much, but I'm gonna give this prediction. And if I'm if I'm wrong, hey, I'll admit I'm wrong. But it is for me. This is the prediction. Just judging off the sheer hype that this film has generated, the pure energy that's going on around this film right now for DC and HBO Max, it will be HBO Max's biggest release on the streaming platform today. It is going to streaming numbers, and I do believe that there will be talks of a sequel. Zach said that the only way he'd come back is if um, a fan posed the question: "Is like um, if HBO Max pays you to do JL two and three, are you going to do it?" And he's like, "Yeah, when I see, when I'll believe it when I see it, and we'll cross that bridge yeah. when we get there. If not." That's fine because we're getting the movie we wanted all along anyway. So that's a W in itself. But just at the prospect of of just just the hype, man. And and I'm not. I, I don't want you to go to Twitter. You know what I'm saying. I don't want you to go to. You know what I'm saying. Instagram or anything like that because you might. I don't want anybody seeing any comments that are going to trigger them. I don't want anybody seeing anything that might spoil it because there are people that are going to try to spoil. So be careful. But. All I can say, man, it's, I can't speak for nobody else. I just know what I've seen with this hype, and uh, it's just never been any – for me, it's just never been anything like this in the history of pop culture. You know, to have a movie fought for like this, never in the history has it happened before. And so that alone is just – you know, and it's like you said. You said if it's a, it's a damned if I do, damn if I don't, you know, I would encourage you if when you watch the movie, when we gather and watch the movie, Evan, if you feel the way you feel about the movie, especially if you love it, I encourage you to join the Snyder Cut movement. <laughs> I know you never will, but I'm just saying, I mean, hey, well, get up in there and start the, campaigning. I'll with give us, you here's start. the reason why hey. I will never join the Snyder Cut movement. And I don't mean to say anything triggering, but. There's a facet it's no of disrespect. The, of it's the no disrespect. That, that kind of, for lack of a better term, it, it makes me laugh because I hear a lot and and from people talking about the reason that that uh, that we're protesting and 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 I'll concede that you know I feel terrible for Snyder, especially what happened with his daughter. I've my, my heart. My thoughts and prayers go out to him on that. But in terms of what I hear from the fans, I hear a lot of talks about the reason we're mad 
is because a director was interfered with by the studio. And I'm thinking, that's not why you're mad. You're mad because Justice League sucked. That's why you're mad. It's, it's, it's not... Because, I mean, if you look at how many films get interfered with by studios on a daily basis, you know, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's the nature of being a studio head. You spend... You know, because it's their money going to fund the project, and they want to know where their money's going. So sometimes they can't help themselves. They're going to butt in. Sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're wrong. But, I mean, I just look around, and that's how come Matt and I keep posing the question, you know, if Justice League was good, would people still be mad? Absolutely not. They wouldn't be. There would be no movement for the Snyder Cut. Nobody would care about the Snyder Cut if Justice League would have been good. We're only here because Justice League sucked. And I wish more people would admit that. Well, in, in closing, I'm not sure. If, well, no, they're never going to admit that. But I do know one thing's for darn sure. Zack Snyder was the answer to this thing. And when you watch the movie on the 18th, when you see the footage... When you see the three hours and thirty minutes of what what you what we missed out on, what got taken, y'all are gonna be looking, bro. No, we're good. We, we, y'all are looking at one. I know. Why would that? <laughs> I know. Saying, well, like, real, I know bro. that what we have, oh. what that we're going to be surprised by. Because I'm expecting to be surprised. If I walk away from that movie disappointed, damn. But I know I'm not going to. That that is something I know is definite that I'm going to be surprised by that movie. But so many, so many people are about to be. Blown but something we do have to talk about is we do have to talk about you know the details. Like, are we going to your house, my house, or what's going on? Oh yeah, let's talk. Let's talk details. Right quick. So I mean, all together. I mean, so, I mean, I got a big. I got a big screen too. Big screen. I got H. How big we got a dick measuring contest going on? How big? Like fifty. Like fifty-five. I don't remember. No. The, this is a, a matter, matter of movie, movie integrity, integrity bro. Do you, like, the whole question: Do you have do you have surround sound? Do I have surround sound? I have a sound bar, but it does not hook up to my TV. But my TV my is loud. loud too, dog. I got TV. one of them. Uh, got one of them good old bro. 3D TVs. But I, I mean, Eric, let me ask you this: Is it not? Is it not fair to say? Is it not fair to say? that the anger coming from so many people in the Snyder Cut is primarily because Justice League sucked. No, that's not a fair thing to say. For some people, for some people, yes, because, I mean, that is a matter of fact. The movie did suck. Justice League did suck. It was... It was it was everything that Zach had taken away and then other stuff added in that he did not shoot a single frame of. It absolutely was garbage. So I can't deny that. So yeah, there are people angry about that. But on the other hand, when you look at the Snyder Cut fandom and who, who it's made out of, it's made out of a bunch of us who just really take to Zack Snyder's visionary style of directing, his way of storytelling. It's just... We love it. We love his his way of filmmaking, and we rock with it. 
and we did feel slighted. We felt slighted when, when, you know, Joss Whedon did what he did when Warner Brothers made that choice. You mean when Joss slighted. Whedon made and that so, choice? That's yeah, it, it's, it's, it's when WB hired Joss Whedon because WB was implicated in it. And then Joss Whedon went on to do what he did. So we're, I'm not putting blame on one party. We all know what went, we can rehash the whole story over and over again until we're blue in the face. But we, we all know who we look at. Whether it's WB, whether it's Joss Whedon, they were both involved and it happened. And as a result, all of this mess happened. So now they're sitting back there in the shadows looking hella shady right now, you know, because this movie is out and the truth is out about what happened. So, yeah, the movie sucked. We were pissed about that. Zack Snyder's vision was interfered with. Three hours and 30 minutes of his real Justice League movie was taken out and hidden away like it didn't exist, and WB lied, and we were mad about that too. So it was a, it was, a, it was it's both, it's both. It was it was both, bro. I believe it was both. That 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 that, that to me that that does make sense that it was both because you know sure if the movie was bad, um, if 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 I believe that if he wasn't interfered with. And Josh's league was still bad. People would not be up in arms as much as they were. But if Josh's league was good and he was still interfered with, people would still not be up in arms as much as they were because it happens to a shit ton of directors. But the fact that Josh's league was bad and people found out there was a whole bunch of fucking, um, a whole bunch of footage that wasn't put in because he was because he was tampered with. I mean, shit, it goes hand in hand with each other. It, 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 yeah, like, like it's, it's a bloody crime when you look at all the TV spots. You, bro, like, think about the foot. Like, oh, yeah, do you know how long three hours and 30 minutes is, my guy? It's at least like, three hours longer than I lost. What can you put in a, what can you put in a movie for, for almost four hours? What, like, huh? No. Come on now. And you get four hours of Justice League? Shit. Come Shit. This is going to be a, a, a completely different film than what uh than what Whedon did. I mean, I'm not stupid. Uh but uh yeah, I just from what I keep reading and from what I've heard you say a lot, Eric, is it just like to me from from my end, just kind of like an an outside looking in standpoint, I just hear a lot of and 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 it's a valid thing to be mad about because I mean, luckily for me, I worked at a theater at the time, so I didn't waste my money watching it. Um, yeah, so yeah. Lucky. Um, yeah, I didn't have to pay to see it, but I saw it anyway. And I still wanted my money back, even though I didn't pay anything to watch it. I mean, I left mad because the movie sucked, and I and in my from what I've seen, that's why people are mad. At, and I and I stand by my statement that if it would have been good, nobody would have cared. the 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 Snyder Cut movement would not exist. It was only because like. To me, the source of where this movement came from wasn't, 
oh, we all care so much about Snyder. It w- now that's part of it. I will concede that's a big part of it as more information came out. But I think more people, it just stemmed from, no, we refuse to accept this because this movie's trash. Like, we will not take this. This is not what we want. This is a bullshit movie, which it was. It was terrible. Um, that's just how I'm looking at it. Yeah. What? Well, I, and I'll close with this. Whatever your reasons may be, because I know not everybody, not everyone is in the Snyder Cup movement. Not everyone's connected to this thing. Whether you took it personally because you care about Zach and what happened with Autumn and the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which has raised over 500 mil, which has raised over half a million dollars for that organization with the Snyder Cup movement. If it's that reason or whether it's because the movie sucked or whether it's both for you, just know everything's getting right. Everyone gets a W, no matter what the motivation was for how you view this movie or why you view this movie, everyone's going to get justice. Everyone's going to get their W. All is going to be corrected. And that's all, that's all, that's all I can say. Everyone, no matter where you come from, (laughs) no matter what standpoint you come from, you're going to get what you wanted. You're going to get, we're going to get something better. Something that the fans really deserve. Someone taking a shit for an hour and it would be better than Justice League. Uh, (laughs) No, but just would be Justice League. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) this is the same fucking movie, dog. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it, and and, and I'm going to hopefully I'll enjoy it. I mean, I've I've actually lowered my expectations, not because I don't think Zach is a good director, because I do think he's a good director. I've just lowered my expectations because I don't want him to get so high and then be disappointed. So, kind of. Hold back on it. And then plus, you know, knowing what I know now about what we're not going to get in this film. But, I mean, overall, Eric, I agree with you. You, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, it's a, it is a W. It is. Um, personally, I view this as a, I view this as a monster slam dunk, you know, home run, grand slam, Super Bowl victory for people in the Snyder Cut movement. And I kind of see this as a, I'm kind of indifferent, actually, with how it's going to impact DC moving forward. Because I don't see how a film that's only going to have one that won't have a sequel is going to do all that much for DC moving forward. Um, But, you know, you're right, it is a big win for the movement. There's only one last thing that we have to judge. It hasn't come out yet. Space Jam Two, which is. I don't even. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. We'll save that for another podcast. I, I don't even want to talk about it. R.I.P. Pepe with you. I don't even want to talk about it. Don't go there. Don't you do it. I got my cross Not up, today. Eric. Not today, Satan. Don't yep. do it. Don't do it. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> Bro, get behind me, Satan. That cancel culture shall not get me oh. today. Uh-uh. Oh, did you hear that Gabriel Iglesias is voicing, uh, he's going to be voicing Speedy oh, Gonzalez? Oh, yes. 
Oh, yeah, he God. even said, he said, cancel culture, can't catch me, I'm too fast. <laughs> so Gabriel Glaciers, so we, we already we already got, we already know we have Gabriel Glaciers. This was a fun one. Yeah, this was a good one. There was one, no though. yelling, it was, it was nice. It's nice to hear my parents we, not fight it, anymore. I, I mean, I, I could start a fight very easily, Matt, if that's what oh you no, no, because we're out of time. We're out of time, dog. <laughs> we're out of time. There's nothing no one can say to me that can save me now. I've heard it. I said ended off with a good I've note with Gabriel Iglesias. <laughs> all right, fellas. Y'all have a good one. Thank you for joining. This has been another edition of J House Radio. Radio.